Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today, the episode, The Assumption. Ooh. Ooh. You know what assume does? What's that? I, don't, I can't say it on the air. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yes. Yes. We, we have a... You use the words. It... We have a non-profanity label <laughs> yeah, on our podcast, right. dude, so right. don't mess us so up. So all those folks that know what you know, don't assume, because that makes a mm out of mm and mm using the words of assume. You know, I'll leave it to the audience to figure that out. You know how many podcast platforms we're on, buddy? And they're all going to scrape us <laughs> yeah. for swear words. So hopefully we're okay. That's right. We'll have to put it. Uh, this is the first time I'll have to tell my mother, put an EP, you know, uh, ex- explicit information on this podcast. What are those? The marker? Your mother's going to be so disappointed in you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know. No, my mother can never be disappointed. She loves me. That's true. <laughs> I love your mom. I think she's great. She is. She is. She's awesome. So uh, Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and we just had a discussion about what the code is to get into Staples Studio. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't believe me. And so when this is over, we're going to go outside and get back in again. Yeah, because, you know, uh, I, I'm, I've never been diagnosed, but I'm certain that I have some form of dyslexia because my numbers and my letters often switch in what I'm writing. I, I think I must have adapted. It must be not. Uh, I, I'm, I've never been diagnosed. But anyways, uh, or it might just be I have ADHD and, and don't remember things because I'm always moving too quickly in my mind. But Alistair has told me this code a number of times. Every time. Every time. And often he gets a call, Alistair, what's the code? So if you didn't know it, folks, we're back in Staples Studio. And we actually signed up for another couple of months here. It's been a really good deal. And this is the second week that we've been using all their equipment. So uh, it's a pretty good go. Yeah, really good go. Yeah, it's awesome. Really a nice space. Uh, and, you know, there's something special about uh, kind of connecting in a, in a more formal podcast. Uh, over the weekend, I was listening to Conan O'Brien's uh, podcast. Hilarious podcast. Um, Bill Hader one in particular is breakdown laughing the whole time. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a great one. But they use professional podcasts and, you know, they're in studios and they've just built a new one. And, and they talk about the energy of actually being across the table from each other and how it just uh, is so much better. And I, I think we find that as well. I like to listen to him and his assistant and one of the other staff there talking. I, don't, I never listen to him talking to a guest. I just listen to the three of them natter on. Is hilarious. Yeah, it it is. But uh, honestly, the the Bill Hader one, he is so funny. He does a, a Vincent Price impression, uh, shopping at uh, Whole Foods. That is just hilarious. Uh, honestly, my wife and I almost had to pull off the side of the road. We were listening to it. It was so funny. Yeah, he's given up his show, and this is what he's doing. Yeah, I think he just signed. He signed with Spotify or something. I think so. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been doing it for three years. So. You know, uh, I I think he's uh, just a little bit longer than us. We probably have the same audience size. Well, we're on Spotify too, but we're not being paid to be on Spotify. No, we're not. We're not. Uh, you have another story this weekend? Yes, I was at a rummage sale. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I volunteered to help out this rummage sale. It was all all um, was uh, stuff was to the all chair was going to a local uh, um, charity. Um, a transition home for for women and kids, which is wonderful. 
But I almost, I tell you what, I was like having flashbacks to when I was like eight years old. I didn't even think we had rubber sales anymore. And of course, we've been closed down in, in Canada here. So there were people in shopping and they, I didn't even tell you this, they put me on the Christmas table. <laughs> so I'm on the Christmas table and man, there's, but you know what? Honestly, um, the stuff that we thought no one's going to buy was the first stuff to go. You know, like just really eclectic uh, stuff. But there was some also some gold in there. I bought a turntable for 10 bucks, And um, the vinyl's back, buddy. Oh, it is back. And, you know, the, the needle on this thing was worth probably 100 bucks. But it, uh, you know, my son and I are going to get set up. I'm going to dust off the, the albums. He's got a, he's got a, a phonograph or, or whatever they call it, turntable already. So he's going to get me up to speed. And, man, I'm back on vinyl. Well, I got a whole crate full of 80 stuff, man. We should come in here and spin it a little. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, everybody's going to listen to us as DH. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. So, should we get to work? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay. We could probably natter on for an hour, but I'm not sure who would want to listen to us. Yeah. Other other than your mother. That's right. That's right. So, Greg and I have been managers for a big chunk of our time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. Every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We will start at the perspective of the employee, then move on to the manager, and then back to the employee again. We're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations, and we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. I think we're going to have a really good discussion about this Mm -hmm. one. So, the assumption. You negotiate a number of issues and conversations over time with your manager, and you experience some or all of the following. You're having a conversation with your boss and they assume you already know about the new focus. Your boss assumes you know what the expectations are on a specific job or maybe even the overall path of the organization. Everyone around the table doesn't know the backstory or development of an issue except for the boss. You need to work with someone and your boss already assumes you know them and can hit the road running. There are changes to the personnel picture in the organization. You hear about it by accident almost. Your boss is running around with information that you will find out later was relevant. They assumed that they had shared it or assumed it wasn't relevant. So, Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, you know, I think that the uh, first thing that's jumping out for me is, you know, assuming is usually uh, done with good intention. You know, and, and our world is really, really busy these days. There is so much going on. And I don't know about you, I forget things all the time. And, uh, and when I was a leader in an organization, sometimes you'd be, you'd be lost with things. Um, and uh, so overloaded with things that, that you get lost in your mind. And, and as a result, you forget stuff. And uh, um, uh, I mentioned at the beginning, which now that we're, we're going to be definitely mis- mislabeled or labeled as a, a watch for uh, bad language, but assume, I'm going to say it, I'm going to go bold is an assume when you have assumptions assume is at the core and when you assume you make an ass of you and me is the is the term sorry mom um but but that's what happens uh it 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 leaves uh always leaves space and when there's space and doubt and frustration it creates uh misinformation uh, it creates communication spins uh, it creates frustration because the information doesn't get there, and it is just such a, um, a frustration uh, when people assume they've done things and 
don't do them. So you know what? It's just uh, don't assume. Uh, be clear, and we'll go into some of those information, but it can create all kinds of spin. And usually it's not based upon bad intent. Usually it's based upon I'm moving too fast. Um, and then there's people like, um, you know, I'm someone who actually thinks fairly quickly. I can see solutions fairly quickly. And I was just uh, coaching someone today, and we were talking about how sometimes we forget that we're not all the same. And therefore we think differently, we react differently, and uh, but when we get stuck in, in what we think and how we do things, that's when things get in the way. And I think that's those assumptions that we're talking about. I found uh, there's probably been periods in my careers where uh, maybe the communication wasn't as deliberate, and I found myself, you know, was kind of blank spaces where I didn't know what was going on. I find in the last two or three years with all, you know, the, the places I've been working and 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 things I've been doing um, that it, it's been really a good example of of how this should work, and I, I think sometimes it's context, but sometimes it's just straight information. And I, I agree with you most of the time. People aren't deliberate with it, but I don't think I can let people off the hook with that. In those seasons where I didn't know everything going on, the onus is on people to stop for a minute and 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 create a space and make sure everybody is on board and and is up to date on what they need to know. So I, I've been very pleased the last two or three years just with some of the you know, organizations and work that I've been doing that that isn't the case. But I go back. I don't have to go too far back. And I go, you know what? I didn't really understand everything that was going on. And it was really the onus is on the other person. And yes, quite often it's inadvertent. But I think uh, especially as managers or leaders or supervisors, it, it's it's our job to create a space. And I'm kind of foreshadowing where I'm going with this as you did last week. But uh, that that's kind of my attitude towards this thing is it, it's down to us and it means we sometimes have to stop and we're all busy and we're all working from home or or whatever we've got hybrid situations we've got people all over the place it, the onus really is on us as the leaders to create that space to allow people you know if they go you know to ask a question to maybe bring up something that maybe we've forgotten about Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, you know, it is, it's all about creating that space and it is about slowing down for sure. I think you're right. And, uh, um, it, it is, uh, it, and it really is about understanding yourself first, because I think, you know, often in most of the coaching that I do, most of the leadership work that I do, it's about understanding yourself and how you show up because some of us show up very fast. Some of us, um, uh, uh miss details, some of us, you know, depending on what our leadership style is, you probably know where you're going to fall into the assumption bucket. Um, and and uh, so knowing yourself and being aware of that and conscious of it uh, is, is key. So I do think there is some responsibility. Yes, there are some things about busyness and all that type of thing. But I would agree um, that doesn't mean you're not accountable for uh, not uh, sharing information or whatever it is. So let's jump into some common sense things as a manager to help deal with the situation. Slow down and give some thought to what is going on, which I think you, you'd already started talking about. Yeah, you know, it's knowing the context of the situation you're entering in. Um, so if you're thinking about, do I need to share anything? Do I need to uh, inform people and that type of thing? And, and as I'm thinking about how to inform people, it is always so important to start with what's the context? What are people experiencing right now? What's happening and what's going on? Because in that then can frame up how you need to share it and what you need to share, which I think is important. 
and slow down and give some thought to who's going to be involved. You kind of hinted at this before. Some people might need a little bit more information, might need it in a longer conversation. Some people just go, they already, they already know what's going on. They just put all the things together. Like some people uh, are just better at connecting things than other people. It doesn't make them a better employee. It just means in certain situations, they just kind of jump onto things quicker. Yeah. And you know what? If you assume, I mentioned a little bit earlier, but if you assume everybody thinks like you, you might think, I don't need to give that much detail. I'll just give the top line with regard to it. But almost in all of our podcasts, we talk about the most important thing is to know your people. I was actually coaching someone today, and I said, that's the most important thing, because if you know who your, who your people are, if there's someone who really requires to have more of the facts, more of the details, you know you got to spend a little bit more time giving them deeper context around it, and then they're going to be able to move really fast. There, if there are some people who just need the top line to go, that's important too. But you got to make sure they listen to, because if they're like me, uh, they might leap forward without understanding the full the fullness of what you need them to know. So sometimes it's even those folks that move really fast that you need to actually sit down and say, "Okay, Alistair, here's the key things. Let's make sure we're walking away with the same thing, because uh, those quick thinkers sometimes will move away with three different things. What can you share? What should you share? And what should you keep close? And why? There is times when even if it's a project and there's other people involved, there might be certain things where you have to guard the information. Maybe um, it's not time yet. Uh, I mean, there are situations where maybe the team doesn't can't know everything because maybe there's proprietary stuff, there's relationships with other companies, and it isn't quite there yet. But I think some definitive thought about what you can share and that you should share. Well, you know, that's really interesting. I was coaching someone else today, and uh, they had recently gotten some feedback of they're moving way too fast in one of the projects that they're working on. And uh, in that project that they were working on, uh, uh, they just made the assumption that 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 things worked a certain way, and um, and it didn't necessarily work that way. And so. Um, uh, even that, that's a great thought around how do you, there, there are some, some uh, existing protocols that, that need to be maybe that you need to follow. There are some things that maybe you can't share because it hasn't been shared in the past. So it's a, it's a bigger cultural shift that you need to think about. So uh, it is actually, again, taking that time up front and really being thoughtful around not only what the context is, not only who's involved and who needs to be involved in the process, but really thinking about what needs to be shared and what needs to be shared when. And give a space and an ongoing space for people to ask questions. Because maybe you've just kind of blown by some information, you didn't think of it. But if you give that space, people may be going, okay, there's a hole in what we're, we're being told here. And, and they ask a question and maybe that draws out more information. But it's, it's, to me, it's the beauty of creating that space where, you know, are there any questions, anything anybody else can think of? And I, what I really like about the assumption piece here is that, you know, it's communication. It's a two-way street. Both parties have a responsibility in this. And if you're sitting there and somebody's telling you something and you know there's kind of a bit of a, a hole there and you ask the question, you just don't sit there and go, oh, okay, whatever. And yet you know something's, you know, kind of going, this isn't quite right. There's not enough information here. And you ask the question. Yeah, no, that's a, I think that's a really good thought. And the other thing I would say is that probably goes along with that is I often recommend when you're sharing something 
that first of all, you share it more than once. Uh, and then often if it's in a meeting, um, end with a bookend to say, okay, so here are the four takeaways that we want to talk about and boom, um, do those four takeaways again. And then again, ask a follow-up question, say, is there anything that still remains unclear with regards to it? Cause it's really important that we're all leaving with the same song sheet and kind of going forward. So, uh, not only leaving space, uh, for questions, but I would also say almost putting those bookends to redeclare a couple times to make sure it's clear and then offering a very open space for folks to say, is there anything that's still unclear and almost encouraging the questions of clarity at that point. I think that's uh, another important factor. And have ongoing catch-ups to ensure the information flow because the situation changes. You might become aware of more information as a project's going on, uh, whether you're the employee or the manager. And these catch-ups, it, it's a great time for people to ask questions. Is there anything new I need to know of? Uh, listen, yeah, there's something going on here. Don't assume that everybody knows everything all the time. It's really important to have these catch-ups you know, at the right amount of time. You know, it depends on the project and the people involved, but it's so important to create that space as well. Yeah, and I think it's important to have almost a bit of a formalized, uh, I'll often call them huddles, to give an update because this is again where assumption uh, you might assume that someone will tell someone will tell someone or you assume that that leader is going to tell their team and especially with those really important things uh, that's where gaps happen because you know it might just be simply somebody was off sick and therefore didn't transfer the information uh, someone missed the email so it wasn't able to share the update to the team and therefore things are missing so if you can build in tight huddles that, that provide, especially for those core updates that are really the critical things to update on the situation. I think that's, that's, uh, that's a good practice that I've seen. Again, it doesn't have to be long and it can be really crisp to say, listen, uh, this, these period of times, Monday morning, nine o'clock, there's a, there's a quick huddle. And the purpose of this huddle is to provide any changes, any updates and any, and allow space for any further questions. So it can be crisp and short, but it, then it's uh, you're not going to have those things that are dripping out inconsistently. And I always stop and think, when I get busy and I'm going into a meeting or the meeting's going to be end, uh, ending, I sit there for a moment and I just think, I go, have I said everything? Did we cover everything I thought? To, you know, I look down. I always have an agenda when I have a meeting. Did anything else come up? And I give myself just a little bit of pause. And, and sometimes I even verbalize it. I go, listen, just let me look at my notes here for a second. I, I wanted to accomplish a bunch of things uh, with you. Um, no, I'm good. Um, do you have anything on your list? Mm -hmm. Does anything come up in, in your mind that we need to talk about as well? Don't assume that, okay, we've just covered everything. Um, like, make that moment like, okay, let me look at this. Did anything come up that I was thinking about? I, I try to make notes. My only problem with my notes is I can't read my handwriting. But then put it over to the other person. Do you have anything on your agenda? They might not have an agenda. Maybe they have it in their head. Different people operate different ways. But create that space that way. Be, you know, stop, stop and think. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so we, we've talked a number of times on the podcast around this idea of being planfully quick up front. We've talked about the idea of before meetings, making sure you carve out five, ten minutes to get your head in the right place to review what you want to say, what are the key notes you want to bring forward. The other idea that I found sometimes really helpful is to have a partner 
So, uh, you know, if you and I were working together and we're, especially the larger meetings, I'm going into larger meetings. I just wanted to hear the things. If I forget something, make sure you bring it up. Um, so if they know ahead of time, cause you know, when you get into something, you get flowing on it. And although I wrote it down, I skip by it. And sometimes it's like, you know, when you lose your keys and they're right in front of you, you can't see it. Well, that's the same thing on that list. And I'm missing something. There's been a number of times when, you know, uh, uh, we used to work with someone named Laura, and she was so good. And And I would say, Laura, is there anything we missed? She says, yeah, Greg, the one thing we talked about that I didn't think I heard was this. Oh, yeah, that's great. So you have a backup plan because even with the best of lists and the best planned thoughts and that type of thing, sometimes we forget stuff. You're speaking my language because one of the things I really enjoy is working with a partner or a small group. And every time you know, you're with your partner and, or maybe there's two or three of you and you go into a meeting, I love it. You know, you sit there. Okay. You know, maybe I was chairing the meeting or maybe it was just my issue. So I did most of the talking. Like, okay. Did I miss anything? And it's the best thing. It, number, number one, it's just polite. Number two, maybe you did miss something mm-hmm. and you involve these other people in it because you brought them to a meeting for a reason. They're, they're your partners or whatever they are. It's just a great thing. Yeah. And the other thing, as you're saying that, that is really helpful often with those, another role that they can play is, really being present on the other people in the meeting and, and, and really listening to the body language, listening to the, the facial expressions. and Reading that, the room. Reading the room. Because, you know, sometimes when you're delivering a message, um, you tend to get sometimes lost in the delivery of the message. And it is hard to speak and look and observe at the same time. Because especially if it's a, if it's a, uh, a critical thing or a, a tense thing or even a really exciting thing, sometimes you miss things. And, uh, you know, they can play the role to say either directly, Mary, I'm just sensing that there's something that isn't quite clear. Do you have a question that you want to raise? Or it might say, it might say, I'm Greg, I'm sensing something. Uh, this might be unclear. Can you go back and, and describe that a little bit more in a little bit more detail? Um, that's a great role you can play. And it also models questions that allow opens a room for asking different questions as well. So they can play a number of roles, uh, helping you remember the agenda, the key content, but also creating the space for people to ask questions. You're taking me back to my police days when we go in and take an interview off mm-hmm. someone. We'd be two of us in there, and that's exactly the way we played it. One person is leading the interview. The other one is watching the room. And then when you do the handoff, this person has a whole other thing to deal with that you as the primary person probably didn't pick up on. Yeah, yeah, and it, we're, we're humans. It's just hard to do the, everything. So it's uh, it's always good to to uh, um, get it there, and it's, especially when you're starting with a new group or it's a tent issue. Um, that's so important. Hopefully, as you build your culture, you're going to build a culture of questioning. Um, you know, we talk about safe, brave spaces and build that culture of where people can be brave and say, you know what, I'm I, I'm not sure I agree with that, or I'm feeling crunchy about that situation. That's where you want to create that because then uh, more assumptions will be will be dissipated and clarity will take over when you do that. But at the beginning, sometimes you need a little help and a partner is a great way to do that. And learn from situations that experienced issues because of the lack of information. There's nothing better than looking back and going, okay, that could have gone a little better and I'm going to own up to, to what I wasn't doing there and make sure that... Uh, uh, I don't make assumptions in the future and that I create a space for people to ask questions and, you know, maybe I don't see the car keys. Uh, yeah, it needs to go better next time. I think it's so important to look back and go, especially, 
you know, on, on what you've done or haven't done. I think it's uh, just a healthy thing to do. Well, again, we've talked about vulnerability and, you know, uh, recovery is sometimes the best way. We're all going to make mistakes. But if to your point, you messed up and you made assumptions and that type of thing, there's no better way than to call people back together and say, hey, listen, um, I've had some feedback or I've recognized that and to share whatever that is and to say, you know, here's what I want to do. My intention is to do this. And my hope is that also that you will um, let's not leave the room without any questions. There's one uh, um, uh, phrase that we've used when I was with senior leadership teams and we'd say, don't leave with anything in your pockets. Uh, And so the intention is that none of us should leave unless all the questions are answered. Now you have to, you have to, probably couch that a little bit because there are some of us that ask lots of questions. And uh, so, you know, but what are the critical answers? You know, don't leave with anything in your pocket. If you, each of us, and we're going to bump over to the employees now, because I think this is the, this is a good thing. Each one of us should own not leaving the room with any assumptions in our head that are spinning that we're not really sure of or questions that we have. Yeah. I'm going to add one here. Um, Just kind of came to me. Don't use information as a weapon. Mm. Don't hold back. I mean, it's a little extreme for this episode, but I really kind of came to my mind, and I'm thinking way, way back in my careers. Do not use information as a weapon. Make sure people have all the information they need to do the job because they're probably assuming they have everything that they need. And I just think it's really important. There's sometimes uh, people get information they know. It's it's a powerful thing, and uh, they're reluctant to let go of it sometimes. Yeah, it's almost like stepping out with trust first because, you know, you're right. I can think of those leaders that held stuff uh, either because they didn't trust you or because they wanted to hold on to the power. uh, And it always blows up in your face because you always hold on to it too long and then it explodes. Right. So uh, um, it's better. But again, it's that taking the time to be thoughtful up front um and uh, but it's better to share more if you can um and then uh, assume trust and then if someone you know with 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 you know you do your risk analysis to make sure it's not something that you know you're legally obligated not to say but uh, i would lean into trust and lean into sharing so as employees there's a couple things we can do to assist listen up there's nothing worse than going into a meeting with somebody and you know they're really not taking everything in. Mm. Yeah, and you know, uh, of course, I would add that it really depends upon the situation. If it's a really serious situation, uh, the manager should assume that people won't listen up because they'll be spinning out of control. Or, again, it's that important aspect that you said at the that, that context. Um, but uh, um, knowing the context, knowing, knowing what's going on, ahead of time. But if you're the employee in the room, even if it is a high intense situation, you know, find a way to be present in the situation. They you know, own, have shared ownership for whatever it is. If, even if it's not, if it's not a high pressure situation, um, be present. Um, and uh, in the, in the situation you own as much of it as the manager does. Exactly. I really like that because we both have a responsibility uh, in this relationship and when we talk to one mm-hmm. another. The next two I'm actually going to put together because I think we're just going to be saying the same things. Ask a lot of questions. 
and uh, ask a question using phrases like, is there anything else going on or is there any information that it impacts on what we are doing? Being very specific what you're asking about because it may jar someone going, oh, yeah, 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 that team three over there, they're, they're doing something that may impact us in a couple of weeks and this is what they're doing. And if we need to, that's the person we go and talk to. That's going to be our liaison. Mm-hmm. And I think it was last podcast we talked about the three unarguable questions or conversations, you know, like you, uh, other questions you can ask is I'm feeling, you know, of, uh, of whatever it is about this. I'm thinking that, uh, uh, based upon what you said, what I'm thinking about is that this is a possibility. Is that true? Or is that what I heard? Did I hear that correctly? Or I'm sensing that there's more to this than, than, than was shared what more should we be thinking about in order to best prepare us for the situation? Whatever that is, but yeah, be really specific. Um, and and even if you're not really sure about what the question is that you're asking, say that. I'm not sure what I'm trying, but here's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking based upon what I heard. Is anyone else feeling that? And uh, uh, can you give us further clarity around that? So even if you're not 100% sure, say I'm not 100% sure to get this out. I might not be really clear, but here's what's stirring in me that I want to get greater clarity around uh, and then throw it out. Better to do that than keep it inside and then be so frustrated later on that, that, you, know, that you could ask the question. Well, when people keep talking, keep asking questions, everybody starts, it starts lighting them up to them going, oh, yeah. Right. When there's silence, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? Something else drifts in when there's silence. Yeah. It's doubt. Yeah. Right. But when, if you ask a question and even if it's like totally off the mark, somebody else is going, Hey, oh, hang on. I got a question. What would, oh yeah. And that continuous conversation actually brings out other people as well. Plus they feel safer. Someone else is, Oh, Greg just asked, I don't know what that question is, but I do have a good question. It helps the situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree a hundred percent. And if it's an idea generation discussion, that is even more so because you know, it's often those wild questions or ideas or whatever that spark the, 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 the other ideas that gets down to something more practical. And make sure you're sharing information. Make sure you're not assuming that everybody knows what you're doing. Um, and, and make sure you have a good conversation on your part. Yeah, because you may have some things that, are, that are, can contribute to the conversation that your manager doesn't even know. You know, well, I can tell you that this is something that I'm observing or something that I was aware of. And if you also have, if you're hearing stories that are out there, then share that. Say, you know what, well, um, this may be just a rumor, but this is also what I heard. How does that potentially impact what you just shared with us? And, um, you know, as a manager, you can always say, no, I don't know, and I'm going to investigate it, but better if you have your employees bringing their ideas and their questions forward. And understand sometimes there is information that you might not be clear to know, but that shouldn't uh, ever stop you from asking the question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, you know, I'm just going back to the managers. It's uh, you can say, uh, you know, b- being authentic and honest, you know, it might be that I don't have that information, so I can't clarify. And as soon as I have it, I commit to bringing it forward and I can share, I'll commit to doing that. Or it might be that, you know, that's, you know, that I, unfortunately I can't share that information. Now that's always challenging going forward, but better to ask the questions um, because it, it's, Probably something that others have in their minds as well. Wrap up, Greg. Wrap up. 
Well, we started, uh, you know, we started, first of all, getting an R rating for our uh, podcast with regards to it. But You're in so much trouble, my I, friend. I'm in so much trouble. But uh, assumption is, again, what, we, what, we, what I, I believe is that most times it's with uh, not bad intentions that you make assumptions. It is something that we all do uh, based upon who we are and how we think. And I just think that uh, but whether you're an employer or a manager, know that we have a biased, um, uh, routined approach to things and what we think and how others will think. And I think the key learning from this is recognize that we are working and living in a very complex environment and different people need different things to better understand um, a pathway forward or a decision or whatever you're trying to communicate. And um, never assume that someone knows or someone understands or someone thinks the same way you are. Um, again, spend time on thinking about the context, the people, the messages that you want to say, and then say it more than once, and then clarify and create space for people to uh, ensure that understanding has taken place. Um, it, there is a framework here that's, that almost follows our other frameworks, frankly. It's like anything that, that helps us. It's plan. It's, it's don't assume, uh, uh, share, and, uh, and, uh, and check. So I just have three words. Thoughtful, deliberate, and space. Mm. And I like thoughtful before deliberate because I think it changes everything that happens after it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love the space because that creates uh, an opportunity for questioning uh, and, uh, and um, uh, openness in dialogue. So folks, we hope that some of what we've spoken about you find helpful. We hope we, you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or made you angry, but Greg, uh, your philosophy. Yeah, my early coach uh, shared an experience when, when I first started with her and she said, Greg, you're going to leave um, uh, the best sessions that we have. You will leave with a crunchiness. Uh, you might be a little peeved off on what you've heard or what I've said. Uh, and, and you're also going to be joyful with some of the things I've said. And the peeved off is usually things that I know that I need to think about and grow from and learn from, but doesn't make them easy. Uh, the joy, of course, are things that are that are I'm doing well and I'm moving in the right direction. And so equally, we hope in each of these podcasts, you'll leave with a little bit of joy, um, things that you're doing well in the case of uh, maybe you are someone who is uh, really remembering to pause and not make assumptions. And as Elster says, be thoughtful, be um, uh, clear and direct and also leave space. Um, but likely, like Alistair and myself, we still slip sometimes and we jump ahead too fast. We uh, assume and uh, um, that never ends up well for others. So we hope that you have a little bit of both in our podcast today. I have a sticky. Mm -hmm. Poon, India. Welcome to the club. Wow. Poon, India. That's fantastic. I don't sure if we've had, yeah, I think we've had some folks from India before. But I'm not sure where Poon is. Um, uh, it's in a state. It's a little bit inland, part way up, more on the west side. Huh. I had to look it up. I, I was so excited. 
Very cool. Very cool. Well, you know, like we've said so many times, uh, all of these things are cross-cultural. Um, these are human. Uh, most of the topics that we have are, are human strengths and failures that we occur when we come together as a team and as a manager. And so we definitely hope that folks can uh, uh, pick. And it's really n interesting and neat when uh, people are experiencing and curious about the same kind of issues no matter where you live. Well, it's universal, right? Mm -hmm. You have to communicate and you have to work together. And what I like about uh, the stats is there's, there's certain places where it is continuous uh, that they listen to us like every week. You know, there's certain people around the world and, uh, and it's such a variety of places. Um, it is universal, right? Mm -hmm. we, we do all have to talk to one another and communicate and we have to work together. We have to get stuff done. I was going to say a word when I'm not going to swear again because uh, uh, who knows what's going to happen to us. There's a couple platforms that are a little uh, dicey about things, so. <laughs> oh, who who would have thunk that Greg was the one? I mean, my friends and family are going to say, Greg, man, what are you doing, eh? No, they're going to blame me because you're hanging out with me. That's what's going to happen. That's right. Because you don't do anything wrong. Yeah, I, I could just say that this, I'm just reading the script. <laughs> no, I'm not. Those were all my words. <laughs> all right. Is there anything else, my friend? I don't think so. Okay. Um, thank you to our, our hosts here at uh, Staples uh, Studio at Dorval Crossing. It's uh, another great... Uh, thing here, I, the, the management here, uh, the community manager was gone because we're, we're taping a little later today. Uh, I had a long day and you had a long day, but uh, uh, the store manager walked me in. We had a good conversation. So thank you for looking after us. Uh, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.